When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is your Bruins postgame recap brought to you by the Fans First Sports Network and the Big Bad Bees Podcast Network. My name is Jake Reiser, and it's Friday, April 21st. The series shifts to Florida. The Bruins, after having taken a rough loss in Game 2, look to refocus heading into Sunrise while the Panthers look to continue scratching at the Bruins. The Bees take even more of a hit before the game. Not only is Patrice Bergeron not traveling to Florida, won't be available for either game, David Krejci becomes a very late scratch after warm-up, so the Bruins down two of their strongest centers and in such a test of their depth, managed to get the job done. And in a mostly efficient manner, too, I have to say, the Bruins win Game 3 4-2 to take a 2-1 series lead. The defense looked a lot better in this one, and that's I think a lot because Matt Grizzlick happened to cycle in. He did have the least time on ice of any Bruins defenseman tonight with only 12 minutes and 39 seconds. But I think his puck transition, his passing, his skating, I think makes a big difference on that blue line. The winner of that blue line, though, has to be Dmitry Orlov. Two spectacular assists on the night. The first one on Taylor Hall's goal. I don't know if it was maybe spectacular, I would call on that one, but a really smart pass to get Taylor Hall up. Hall uses Brandon Montour as a screen to put one past Alex Lyon, give the Bruins an early 1-0 lead. The second one, silky and beautiful from just inside the defensive zone, springs a full neutral zone pass to David Pasternak as he's crossing the offensive blue line. Pasternak pots one, and that finishes off the night for Alex Lyon. The Bruins finally figured out what makes Alex Lyon tick in this game. It's his glove. I saw someone on Twitter make a little joke whether there was baby oil in it or not because it kept the uh, puck kept falling out of his glove. It's what got passed on Taylor Hall's goal. It's what got passed on David Pasternak's goal. Charlie Coyles was a great deflection, I have to admit, but I'm fairly sure Marshawn was maybe more shooting for the glove side rather than a deflection by Coyle. Even still, the glove side of Alex Lyon was quite the weakness for him tonight. Sergei Bobrovsky comes in, sees his first 
time on ice since the month of March. And Nick Foligno with the forehand, backhand shimmy in front of the net was beautiful. The Bruins do collapse a little bit in the last five or six minutes. Gustav Forsling with a shorthanded goal. I have massive gripes with the Sam Reinhardt goal. Yes, the puck was loose. The ref clearly didn't see it. He blows the whistle. Whether the, Not even whether there was intent or not. The whistle is clearly blown, like audibly about a second before the puck crosses the net. I don't think Sam Reinhardt had made a touch on the puck yet. I genuinely don't know how that counts as a goal. It cut the lead to 4-2. to two. It didn't make a difference. The Bruins still win the game. But I have massive, massive gripes with the rules. And I know that um, the rules analyst for TNT came on and said, oh, yep, that's the right call. To me, if that's the correct rule, then it's one of those things where the rule is totally off base here. Like, I know you want to generate offense, and if the puck is imminently about to cross the goal line as the whistle is blown, sure, I get it. If the puck has already been bat, and the puck is like right there and the whistle goes, but the puck is already on its way in, that I get. This wasn't even close to something like that, and it infuriates me. What doesn't infuriate me, though, is the Bruins catching up to the physical style of hockey, especially Charlie McAvoy, who absolutely nailed Anton Lundell, led the team tonight with eight hits. I think that's a huge win for the Bruins overall. When you're playing against fast teams, you can either match their speed, which the Bruins can do in some regard. Pasternak's a fast skater. Uh, Jacob Lauko is a very fast skater. He saw a team low six minutes and 22 seconds of ice time tonight. Bertuzzi can skate like the Dickens. But I think the way this Bruins team is built, the way you stop fast teams is by hitting the ever-loving crap out of them by stopping them in their tracks fast motion meets immovable object separate puck counterattack the other way and I think that's how the Bruins succeed against fast teams Trent Frederick with four hits Nick Foligno with four hits Garnet Hathaway with five hits Jacob Lauko had five hits in six and a half minutes of ice time That's how you win a hockey game against a fast team. One thing the Bruins are going to have to continue to worry about, regardless of whether David Krejci comes back in game four or not, is face-offs. They won 39% of them tonight, which, if you know the Bruins, is not very good. Granted, you lost two of your best face-off centers in Bergeron and Krejci. Um, Gernot Hathaway was 100% in the face-off dot tonight. I don't know on how many face-offs. Pavel Zaka was 46% effective, which, you know, I'll take it. Tomasz Nosek was 50% effective. I'll take it, you know. Do the little things as best as you can. You don't have your two most elite guys in the dot, but if you can just win it win it at that rate. Nick Foligno I was 25%. That's not fantastic. Coyle, 32%, also not fantastic. What also wasn't exactly fantastic was the power play. Giving up a shorthanded goal didn't really get a ton of great shots. The third power play, I think, looked a lot better than most. They got the most, I guess, shots and good grade-A attempts on that power play. But for the most part, it didn't look great overall. 
tonight. Bruins laid 41 hits to the Panthers 54. I think that might have also come in late. When you're up 4 nothing, you frustrate the crap out of a team. And I think the Panthers, yeah, they scored two goals and got themselves back into it with using that momentum. But they were very, very frustrated after going down 4. Um, David Pasternak. I know I talked about his goal in regards to the assist from Dmitry Orlov. But for a guy who hasn't been able to get off a lot of shots in the first two games, who's clearly a target of this Florida defense, for him to get one... Not in, like, garbage time, necessarily, but for him to, like, get a really important goal, that's huge for him. His second of the playoffs, just he's got to get the spark. Marshawn continues to be a, um, a good kind of plug while Bergeron's out. Pasternak definitely needs the uh, spark, I would say. And so for him to get one tonight on a beautiful shot past Alex Lyon definitely makes a big difference. And I think this should make the Bruins feel more confident, too. The Bruins lost both games in the regular season in Florida. Won in overtime in very dramatic fashion. The Bruins just lost a big game at home, which they rarely did all season. So to go into Florida and just reassert their dominance and say, hey, we're not scared of playing in Sunrise. We're still the big bad bees. We can still play a good hockey game without Bergeron, without Krejci. I think this was the best test of the Bruins' depth. This is what the Bruins have been... I I don't want to say the Bruins have been building towards, because you don't exactly build towards having two of your best centers out. But what the Bruins have been building towards is having a fully rounded team behind them. So if you run into a situation like this, you don't have to worry as much. Charlie Coyle, I know they talked about this in TNT during the second intermission that you had to make his minutes hellish if he's now going to be your top-line center, and he still scored. Taylor Hall getting off the schneid, I know he scored earlier in this series, but for him to score early on, the Bruins do such a good job when they score first, when they lead after one, when they lead after two— They just put games away, and so to do it with the team that they iced tonight, especially that forward core, is beyond impressive to me. The Bruins' depth is really showing. It's shown all season long, but in a time where every game counts and you're missing two of your best players and you really needed them to step up, they certainly did that. The final score on Friday, Boston 4 Florida, too. We'll be back after an afternoon game on Sunday in Florida for Game 4. Bruins take a 2-1 series lead. 